0: on today's episode of locked on mariners we begin prospect week with numbers 30 through 21 and the mariners farm system colby hit it you are locked on mariners your daily seattle mariners podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day it is Tuesday, January 31st, 2023. This is Tiding Gonzalez and Colby Patnode for the Locked On Mariners podcast, brought to you by FanDuel, the official sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube, or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon, The link as well as our social accounts is in the description below. On the show this week, we'll be ranking the 30 best prospects in the Mariners' farm system starting today with numbers 30 through 21. So get ready. All week long, we're talking prospects. That's really all we're going to be talking about unless some news breaks. But Colby, before we get into our list, can you explain a little bit about what your process was like crafting this list considering, you know,
1: we don't see these guys? Yeah, um, I mostly just guessed. Um, mm. I thought, oh, that name sounded cool, so I just put that there. Throwing uh, darts, throwing yeah, darts, literally. Yeah. Um, it's amazing how close our darts landed when we both just threw darts. Um, <laughs> or perhaps that I threw darts and and it was still more accurate than your analysis, but mm. yeah, you know, uh, when you're looking at uh prospects that you don't get to see, like we don't get to see, and we don't have um we have some information that maybe the general public's not privy to but not a lot uh so really what what i'm looking at is i'm looking at uh rep- i'm reading reports i'm listening to other podcasts i'm i'm you know trying to cipher through other people's rankings and see what they have um and i'm, I'm picking out things that i value that maybe other people don't um you know and and you kind of try to come to a consensus idea of what this player could be and that that's kind of how i look at it um there's some stats you know some just basic you know, statistical analysis involved. But mm. uh, for the most part, it's it's just trying to gather as much information as I can and say, I think this guy is going to be a big leaguer. And I think this guy is going to be the best big leaguer out of everybody mm. with the current information. And, and, you know, you can crumble these things up in three months and throw them away because there's going to be brand new information and we're going to get brand new uh, stats and brand new uh, players entering the org here in a few months and it's going to change everything. But yeah, just kind of, you know, and all encompassing of everything. I watch the few, the few things I do get to watch, um, everything I hear, everything I read and, and, you know, just kind of trying to put it all together and, and, uh, essentially decide how I value what I'm being told about these prospects. Sure.
0: Yeah. For me, it's, uh, it's, ex- it's exactly how it is for you as well. I'm reading things, I'm listening to things I'm watching a few things here and there, uh, mostly, you know, clips on, on Twitter and, and whatnot, uh, and just crafting my own opinions from those, you know, Deciding essentially what I think seems to be the most likely path to the big leagues for some of these guys Uh, and it's also, you know, weighing Potential versus likelihood and Mm -hmm. you know uh, Paths to the major leagues and and shots just overall interesting shots to take as well Um, And so there's a there's a mixture of that in my list and your list as well and so I guess let's just start there we both crafted separate lists, and then we combine uh, the two lists for an overall rank, and you'll see the overall rank, you'll see my rank, and you'll see Colby's rank on these guys as they appear on the screen, as we start to talk about them. And then we put those lists together using a point system to create a master rank, an overall rank for these guys. Um, you and I have been doing this for five years now, I think, five or six years together, going back to our days at Soto Mojo considering that I am pretty sure we started this started doing this like our first one was when the rebuild started or after the rebuild started so would you say now with all the graduations and what have you over the past year year and a half that this is maybe the worst the Mariners farm system has looked
1: since we started doing these rankings Um, probably since the the 2018 that winter Um, When they, you know, they acquired Kelnick and Dunn and Sheffield um, and Julio was in the system at that point. So, yeah, probably the worst since then, um, but clearly not the worst the Mirrors have had even the last decade. So, Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, it's probably it's, you know, it's taken a beating because you've you've traded for for good players, you develop good players. Um, and even some of the players who haven't really hit yet at the big league level, they've graduated off of the list. So yeah, it's a little bit of a down year, let's say, but, um, just because it's not as good as, you know, the, the number one class it was entering last year, doesn't mean that it's not still a good, a pretty good farm system.
0: All right, let's get into this list then. Starting at number 30, outfielder Alberto Rodriguez, who was recently DFA'd by the team made it through waivers, not a big surprise. He's still with the organization, had a rough year this past year, and he did not make my list because of that. I'm kind of out. I've fallen out of love with uh, Alberto Rodriguez, but you kept him on your list at number 27 here, so I'll give you the floor. Why is Alberto Rodriguez still on your list?
1: There's not 30 better guys than him. Sure. no, there this is a really big year for Rodriguez. He has to hit, and he has to hit pretty significantly because when you look at the the whole tool chest or whatever you want to call it, um he's mediocre in the corner. He's not great foot speed, you know, he's he's not a plus defender or anything like that, not a plus runner mm-hmm. either. Um, but there is power in the bat. There is some hit tool in the bat, but if he doesn't hit this year, it it's you know, it's done. At least in Seattle it is, and and You know he's it's not that he's he's not an older player he's still young enough to figure things out but you can't repeat a level for a third time and not produce for a third time and expect to have any kind of prospect status left so i'm kind of banking on last year being a little bit of just kind of a mirage because you remember when he came over in the taiwan walker trade he was a really interesting prospect and he was doing some really cool things um and it just it didn't work for him last year it it, you know, he got DFA'd. Honestly, even if he had a pretty good year, he probably still was gonna get DFA'd this winter. It just he's a couple years away from the big leagues. But um, no, you know, I just I'm kind of making on the bat here a little bit. I think I trust the bat a little bit more than some of the other guys who were vying for this spot, but he's tentatively on this list and and if he gets off to, you know, a bad six week stretch, he's gonna fall out and and probably never be heard from again um at least from the seattle mariners
0: uh, side of things coming in on number 29 outfielder spencer packard who is really on the older side <laughs> played uh 69 games nice at the uh, high A level this past year and crushed it i believe it was like 282 397 something like that in his uh slash line um mm-hmm. But again, he turned 25 years old back in October. He's going to play all of this year at 25 years old and has never played higher than high A. So, I mean, you can make the argument here that he uh, (laughs) is just outplaying his competition because of his age, right? So Mm -hmm. he came in at number 29 on your list, number 28 on mine. He's at number 29 on our overall list here. So uh, tell me about Packard and, and why he cracked your top 30.
1: Yeah, he's all bad. Um, there's there's no question that he has to hit because defensively speaking, he is rough, um, pretty much wherever you put him. So he has to hit, but he has hit. And and you know, there's enough to like with the swing there to think that, hey, you know, there's a potential here that this guy could be the weak side of a platoon. He can crush lefties. Um, there's some pretty good power potential there as well. Yes, he's older. That's why this year is a huge year for him. If Packard was 21 you know he'd be in the top 20 but he's 25 so he's probably going to start the year at double a i would imagine i think if he's going to have any shot at being like a a serious um potential contributor not regular but contributor he's got to find a way to get to triple a tacoma this year so it's a huge year for him he's got to jump two levels and he's got to maintain pretty much the same stat line he did in high a because if he doesn't then he's just org depth. There's there's really not much yeah. there except for the bat. So, um, but again, bat the bat being the most important tool that an offensive player can have, uh, and Packards is produced and and there's enough there in the swing to think that, hey, this guy could be a big leaguer and he could help a big league team. But this isn't one of those things where it's, oh, he could help the big league team in, in two years. No, if you if you get to the end of this year and you're not convinced he's a major leaguer, then he's not on this list. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm a bit ageist when it comes to uh, guys with the profile of Packard who are 25 years old at high A. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's hard to buy into uh, because he's just so advanced physically and uh, mentally. <laughs> and I it, this is going to be big to see, you know, how he uh, performs at double A. That's going to be the next big step for him. And then, you know, hopefully, uh, I think, you know, the best path for him this year is to finish the year out in triple A and uh, we'll we'll see how that goes for him but uh yeah he's he's got to yeah. show that he can uh, not just beat up on guys that are significantly younger than he is this year.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Did you happen to see uh Joe Doyle release his top 50 marriage prospects this I morning? I did not. Um, I did not. Okay. Well, if you guys think we're a little high on on Spencer Packard, it should be noted that Joe Doyle, official friend of the podcast, mm-hmm. has Spencer Packard at 21. So he is he's a believer in the bat here. Um I'm interested to see again, who he it, has it,
0: uh or who's behind Packard on that list.
1: Ironically, one spot, Toro. Oh wow, wow. So, so there you go. So yeah, Joe, Joe believes in the bat. Okay. All
0: right. That's interesting. All right. Uh we got 28 through 21 coming up here in just a moment but real quick a reminder this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by FanDuel this year the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America and if you're new to FanDuel that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so so you can bet on Super Bowl 57 with a no sweat first bet, you'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. And right now, a score in the first minute of the Super Bowl sits at plus four thousand the FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe secure and super easy to use best of all you can get paid your winnings instantly so join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57 that's FanDuel.com locked on that's L-O-C-K-D-O-N make every moment more with FanDuel the official sportsbook partner of the NFL you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first. Listen, let's get back into these prospects, Colby. We got a tie, our only tie of the day. There are a few ties on our list, but that's more so, actually, there's quite a few in the top 10, so that'll make for some pretty fun debates. Uh, but uh, coming in, tied at 27, right-handed pitchers Travis Coon and right-handed pitcher tyler guff both of these guys came in on 25 on our list but they only came in on one of our lists (laughs) so the the other you know you didn't rank tyler guff i didn't rank travis coon let's start with you here on travis coon what do you
1: like travis coon yeah you know there's certainly a a major league ceiling on on coon which i can't say about guff uh quite yet uh For the record, Guff was in the 31 through 35 range. I I did consider him. uh, But ultimately, Kuhn is a guy who I think is going to sit 94 to 97 uh, with a pretty good slider. uh, Thrown from a pretty funky arm angle. He had an up-and-down year last year, statistically speaking, um, so much so that the Mariners didn't even protect him uh, in the uh, Rule 5 draft, which is was a bit of a surprise, but then again, nobody took him. Uh, yeah, the profile here is definitely he's a middle reliever. Uh, if you're looking for a a Penn Murphy type to kind of come out of nowhere this year, I I think it's Kuhn. I I think he's well short of a high leverage arm, but I do think he's going to be a solid middle guy, uh, for a pretty good bullpen as soon as this year, but uh, he does need to produce a little bit more than he did last year. It was not a, a great season for him.
0: Yeah, for me on, on Guff, uh, he's really interesting. He got into the high 90s, I believe, uh, during his, his prep years, especially later on in his prep years. Um, but he's mostly been kind of a low 90s guy, has a couple of breaking balls that he's been working on. Uh, the interesting thing for me here and why I put him on this list, ultimately, even though that he hasn't pitched at the professional level, they invited him to gas camp this past month. So I'm interested to see what they were able to do for him, if anything. With regards to the velocity, he's also a guy that still needs to fill in a little bit physically. So there's some projection there. Uh, he's a really interesting guy. A little, a little bit of an interesting ball of clay there for the Mariners. So uh, uh, going to be interested to see where he uh, where he's at once he gets back on the mound here and uh, if the Mariners have tapped into anything else here since uh, draft day. All right, coming in at number 26, it's everyone's favorite prospect, Colby, Zach Deloach. <laughs> top prospect Zach Deloach who comes in at number 26 on our list after being 28 on your list and 26 on my list so he lands pretty much accurately there um, alright it was another fairly down year for, for Deloach he's basically a 4th outfielder type at best it seems some on-base skills there that that makes me think that he might have a way of sticking at the Major League level, but he hasn't really shown anything with the hit tool, hasn't shown much power, not a very good defender. I just I don't see a, a wide path here to the Major Leagues, to put it lightly, for, for Zach DeLoach.
1: Yeah, he's definitely a corner guy. You really don't want him to play center field at all, but he also doesn't have a lot of power. Um, which yeah. is not usually a good combination. Uh, he does draw walks at a pretty good rate, so that is one thing he does have going for him. Um, and he is a he is a good athlete. So it's it's weird that he's now, you know, been in Double A for basically a year and a half, and and just hasn't really popped. He's 24 years old. He's running out of time. Uh, so this is another guy. This is a huge year for him. Um, if he doesn't progress and and get his way to Tacoma, then he's probably not a major leaguer. And I think right now he's a fringe major leaguer. Uh the only reason he's still on this list is is that with typically speaking with the good eye usually comes power eventually. Now is that going to happen for him? I don't know. That's why this year is a huge year for him, but if there if the power does come and he is able to get to AAA this year and maybe even, you know, gets a cup of coffee in the big leagues, I think there's enough there that he can be a fourth outfielder, which is, you know, as we know is a very valuable player, but it's it's, you know, it's put up or shut up time for you know, for Zach Deloach. So if he's not, you know, you know, knocking on the door of Major League Baseball by August or September, it's Mm -hmm. probably time to just cut bait and move on. Um, But there's enough tools here that he barely stays on the list for me.
0: Yeah, he's just uh, like, I, I think he is going to at least get a chance at the Major League level. So that's why I put him on this list still, because he just has more likelihood than some other guys that I was kind of weighing against him. Um, but that's about it. I'm not very excited about Zach Deloach, to be quite honest yeah. with you. There isn't a lot here, uh, to to play off of. Really, I I think you know the only reason that he he gets above someone like Packard, um, or even uh, another guy that we're about to talk about here on on my individual list, is just because he's
1: closer. <laughs> and that's about it. A little more defensive value than sure. Packard because Deloach is yeah. probably at least an average left fielder. Sure. You can't say that about Packard. Yeah, that's that's a good point. That's a good point.
0: All right, uh, let's let's uh, let's move on here. I believe this is the slide. Yep, this is the slide. Coming in at number 25, outfielder Victor Labrada. So you had him above Deloach in your list. I had him one spot below Deloach on my list, um, but it could really go either way. The thing with Labrada is that I, I can really see him carving out a major league role. Uh, because he doesn't have, uh, I mean, like the hit tool is, is not great. He obviously didn't have a good year at the plate this past season, but he's a bit of a weapon on the base pass and he's a pretty good defender as well. I think there's a, I think Victor Labrada is the type of guy that ends up going on a couple of playoff rosters in his career. That's kind of the role that he fills as like a base running specialist, maybe late game defensive replacement type of dude. And so for that reason, he, he lands on my list. I've seen him, you know, in, in previous lists over the past year go, you know, 40, 45 on some guy's lists. you know, nowhere close to the top 30. But for me, it's, it's that, that factor that he at least does one thing really, really well. And mm-hmm. I think that's going to end up getting him to the big leagues. Maybe not full time, but maybe as someone like a Guillermo Heredia type. Yeah, you
1: know, that's kind of my comp on him. Uh, he's just he's faster than Guillermo. Guillermo was pretty good mm-hmm. speed, but was not a base stealer. Uh, Labrada can steal some bags for you. Yeah, um, but yeah, he kind of slides into that Guillermo Heredia type. Uh, interesting. Last year, you know, fifty-eight walks in um, five hundred twenty-four plate appearances. It's not bad. Uh, it was good enough to produce you know a 347 on base unfortunately the 142 strikeouts <laughs> yeah um for a for a speed guy who needs to you know hit his way to the big leagues at high that's a. not going to yeah that's not going to play and and he was only a little bit younger than the average high a guy this isn't a 19 year old in high a who's yeah. struggling um this is a 22 23 year old he just turned 23 um a few weeks ago so again another guy this is a big year for him if he wants to be you know, consider part of the Mariners future, he kind of has to produce and he can start by cutting down the strikeouts. Um, but there, there is, like you said, there's base running here. There's some stolen base ability. There's some mm-hmm. defensive ability here. He draws some walks and he will steal some bags. So there's enough here considering how thin the the Mariners uh, system is right now uh, at the back half uh, that he definitely deserves to be on this list. But I, mm-hmm. to me, you know, if, if you have him, if you tell me he's 35, I'm going to be like, okay yeah like, if he's 35 totally if he's that.
0: even 40 on your list i get it i get it yeah. i just think that there is something here that's going to get him to the majors and that's yeah. what gets him on here for me i uh, just wanted to quickly amend something real quick on tyler guff i was reading through my notes and i said that he had a couple of breaking balls i read change up curveball i meant to say yeah. that he has a slider and a change up doesn't have two cur- uh, two breaking balls as far as i'm aware at least maybe maybe he does but uh yeah uh, slider and change up on guff and then the uh the velocity there is uh really interesting all right we're gonna finish up uh prospects 30 through 21 here in just a moment but real quick a reminder this episode of Locked On mariners is brought to you by built bar looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories and you got to try built bar we just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. And if you're like me, where you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, the man, I've got just the thing for you. You gotta try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious you won't think they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Built bars so good? Well, for starters, they are all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate, and they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these. These bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Well now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a 4 bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate or coconut puffs. And if you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. All right, let's uh, wrap up our prospect list for today. A reminder that we are going to be doing this all week long. Also, we got word from the Locked On Mothership that we're going back to five shows a week starting on February 13th. So get excited for that. You're going to be getting more Locked On Mariners coming up here pretty quick. All right, coming in at number 24 on our list, Right-handed pitcher Gene Munoz, who should be starting the year in low A after a couple of years in the Dominican Summer League. Uh, He came in at 24 on both of our lists, so he ends up at number 24 on the master list here. So Gene Munoz, tell me about him, Colby.
1: Yeah, pretty big fastball um, for his age. He's 95 right now. sits there pretty comfortably um, with you know a pretty good slider. Uh, needs some work, as most 20 year olds do. But uh, that right there, those two pitches both have a chance to be plus. And from a relief role, that is you know a seventh eighth inning guy in in generic terms. Uh, he's only 20 years old though. There's really no reason to give up on him as a starter. Uh, you know the third pitch is uh, it needs work, right? Uh, and the high likelihood is, is that he's probably not going to develop one. Uh, So my ranking is kind of of him as a reliever, but I don't want to rule out the starting thing yet uh, because it is two plus pitches to start with. And, you know, relatively, relatively good control. Uh, Again, still things to clean up. He's going to make a stateside debut this year, Uh, but he's a guy that I could see really, you know, popping uh, this, this spring. Um, And I, as a reliever, I don't know, he might be, you know, a year away from the big leagues as a relief prospect. Uh, Mm -hmm. As a starter, he's probably three or four years away. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there's a lot to like here. The fastball is very good, and the breaking ball is certainly flashes as an above-average secondary pitch. And and those two pitches together, you know, you shorten him up, you put him in the bullpen, and you ask him to, you know, only get three guys out, he's probably throwing 98 to 100 uh, with a pretty good breaking ball to back it up.
0: Yeah, I put his ETA on this list as 2026, but that's as a starter. If he can uh if if they get him out of the bullpen here and I think that's actually what's going to happen here, uh then I I if all goes according to plan, that ETA might go down to 2024 for Munoz. Now, you know, we need to say that he's not the same pitcher as another guy named Munoz in the Mariners <laughs> organization. He's he's not that. Uh, but I think there's an opportunity here for him to get into the upper 90s pretty consistently with that fastball. Yeah. And speaking of, he was in gas camp this past uh, month as well. So who knows? You know, we, we, we hear the stories about these guys going to gas camp for the Mariners and then coming out with a tick or two more velocity on their fastball. So, you know, we'll see. Um, All right. Coming in at number 23 on our list is a new arrival for the Mariners organization, J.B. Bukaskas, who has made his major league debut already. He pitched in the majors in uh, 2021, um, but hasn't really worked out for him too well. He's dealt with some injuries. Uh, He's now in the Mariners organization after spending the last few years with the Diamondbacks. Uh, But there's uh, some interesting stuff here, Colby. What do you think?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's I think we're probably going to be the only people to rank him uh, of all the Mariner like ranks because he is technically a prospect, yeah. even though he's made his major league debut. He doesn't reach that qualification. He's still uh, so in our standards, he's still a prospect. Uh, By the way, yeah, real quick. Did you consider
0: mm-hmm. at all their rule five draft uh, draft
1: choice? Chris Clark. Clark? Yeah. Yeah. It's like 28, 29. Yeah. Somewhere in that range. Yeah. Yeah. I did.
0: Yeah, I did too, but he he fell out mostly because I don't think that he's going to end up making it, and it just kind of feels pointless. Yeah, know. I'm
1: kind of like, what's the point of getting excited about him? He's because like he's like, he's probably
0: yeah. going to be gone by April, so or by yeah. the end of March. So yeah.
1: See, so yeah, I'll I'll cop to that. There was a little bit of like, ugh, why bother? But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I guess you could say the same thing about Bukowski, but uh, it's one of those things. I look at that profile: former first round pick, six foot tall. Uh, so he's a little bit on the shorter end. Um, relative to major league pitchers, but uh, first round pick for a reason, fastball 93 to 96 with some run on it. Uh, a changeup that in college was an elite pitch. Now is kind of barely been used um, and a pretty decent slider. So I think there's a chance here to have three pitches um, of 55 to 60 grade or better uh, throw strikes relatively well in the minors. Uh, at least he did early in his minor league career mm-hmm. uh, since the uh, 2021 shutdown. Uh, you know, it's, it's, he's kind of lost it a little bit here. So it's a, it's a fresh start for him. Uh, But again, just raw stuff wise, we're talking 93 to 97 with a fastball, good slider and a changeup that used to be plus that he doesn't really throw anymore. So I look at those three, those three tools in combination with being a pretty good athlete, uh, the generic ability to throw strikes for the most part uh, and putting that in the Mariner system and just kind of having them get the most out of him. I, I think there's a chance here, that he is a, a valuable uh, reliever for the team this year. And I still don't want to rule out the possibility that he goes to A Tacoma and actually gets some innings as a starter because there's a chance with three above average pitches and average command and control that he's a number four starter.
0: Yeah, that's why I put him on my list because there's actually a chance that he can start. And now I didn't remember that, he, or I, I guess it just didn't really register in my head that he was still a prospect. So I kind of added him after the fact. Um, but yeah, the chance to start, has me intrigued if he's just a reliever he's probably not making this top 30 but that outside shot that he can make his way into the into the rotation for me is why he landed here and why he landed you know relatively high on this list as well so i'm i'm very Mm -hmm. intrigued by jb bukaskas all right agreed so coming in at number 22 is a favorite of ours colby hogan windish Mm -hmm. Former draft pick uh, in twenty twenty two, he landed at twenty three on your list, twenty one on mine. He crushed it in low A in his first year of professional ball, first half year of professional baseball. It's all gonna be. uh, It's all gonna rely on the bat though for for Windish here. So tell me about that. Uh, Why do you have faith that he might be able to continue this uh, this tear that he's been on?
1: He's done it everywhere along the line. He's going to start the year in Everett. I'd be shocked if he didn't. Um, honestly, he could start the year in double A and I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, but the Mariners mm-hmm. typically don't like to do that. This is a guy who was the most productive 2022 draftee last year, period. Like, no no qualifier. Not for the Mariners, not in the American League West. He was the most productive player to be drafted last year, uh, you know, in their minor league debut. Now, again, part of that is because, like you said, he's what, 23, 24 years old? in in a ball. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you kind of expect him to be up there, but there's a real hit tool here. He's got a good feel uh, for his swing. He'll use the whole field. He's got a little bit of power, um, some above average power. Uh, He has good, you know, CTZ skills. Uh, He'll draw walks. He'll put the ball in play. Uh, There's a lot to like here And, and there's still obviously work to do because if there wasn't, we would have him higher, but because he's 23, 24 and he's just now kind of starting his professional career, um we need to see it against higher level pitching before we feel comfortable moving him up the list but i watch him hit his his swing kind of reminds me of michael young uh, if mm-hmm. you guys remember him from the rangers back in the day um just nowhere near the athlete he's probably gonna end up at first base which means the power needs to be there but i, I would say this you know and, and mariners mojo if you're watching you can clip this and you can use this hogan windish is the next Ty france very similar profiles coming out of college, later later draft picks than they probably should have been, but just crushed at the minors, crushed in college baseball, crushed at high school. Doesn't really have a position. Uh, maybe he could play second. Maybe he could play third. No, he's probably just first. Does he have enough power for first base? And then you look up and, and three years in, he's hitting 280 with a 350 on base and, and you know, mm-hmm. 30 doubles and 20 home runs. And you're going, huh, how did we not see that coming? Even though that's literally all he did for his yeah. entire career. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Windish, there's a little bit of Ty France there, uh, just in terms of overall production. I think the player comp that I would use and I've used for a while now, probably most of you don't even remember who this guy is, but Ty Wiggington is a guy who he kind of reminds me of. <laughs> that is such a poll. That is such yeah. a poll. All right. Um yeah, I mean, I,
0: I agree wholeheartedly. And, you know, this is the thing that we kind of have to say a little bit with, you know, a little bit, not fully, with, with Spencer Packard as well. Because, you know, at a certain point, you just, you can't ignore minor league production. Yeah. So this is going to be a big year for Hogan Wendish. This is going to be a big year mm-hmm. for Spencer Packard. This is going to be a big year for all those guys who are a little bit on the older side. But, look, you know, um, Cade Marlowe is going to be someone that we end up talking about, I believe, tomorrow. And uh, he's kind of on that similar path. And, you know, maybe Hogan Windish and, and and Spencer Packard can follow in, in Cade Marlowe's footsteps. Obviously, you know, these guys do it a little bit differently here. But uh, the offensive production, it's... Didn't Windish post like a 192 WRC plus or something this past year? Like, that's that's ridiculous. You have to acknowledge that. You have to... to you know, that just has to catch your eye. Uh, another guy who's just dominating at the plate is Robert Perez Jr. who comes in at number 21 on our list. Bobby Bombs, he was 20 on your list, 22 on mine. Actually, I think I got his WRC Plus and Windish's WRC Plus confused. He had a 192 WRC Plus at high A this past year, hit a ton of home runs, won the home run derby in his league, all that good stuff. He is really fun. And I think if he has another pretty good year here, we're talking about him factoring into uh, the Mariners' Major League plans of some kind uh, in 2024. So tell me about Bobby Bombs.
1: Uh, I wouldn't go that far, but... um, Yeah, he's he's really interesting. He is a guy who kind of went from he kind of went from like, oh yeah, he's just a guy who just hits home runs in the minors to like, oh no, there's a little more skill here with the bat. He'll draw walks. He'll, you know, he'll use the whole field to kind of being like, everybody's like sneaky, good, like, Hey, this guy can really hit Uh, type of prospect. And, and so it's, it's been kind of a weird transition year for him. He repeated the level last year um, and he had this great success and people are like, oh, well he repeated a level. So what, sure. then he moves, jumps up to the next level and he, he, he dominates. Right. So, it's just one of those things that I, I, you look at this guy and you say, "Yeah, doesn't he's first base only? You know, he's a, he's kind of a little bit old. Um, hmm. You know, he's had a couple stretches here and there, and yeah, he hits home runs, but he doesn't really do much else. And he's developed into this player who's a legitimate prospect uh, for the yeah. Mariners. Uh, again, I, I don't know if he's an everyday type of player." But I kind of look at the profile and I kind of look at the the style that he plays with and I'm like, is this guy C.J. Crone? Like, is he, sure. you know, Christian yeah. Walker? Is, is is he one of those guys? Mm-hmm. Um, or is he just, you know, a, a, a 4A player who just mashes in the minors and is always around for depth? I kind of feel like if I had to pick one or the other, I would pick the, the former. So uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot of power here and there's a lot of hit tool. Um, if he could play anywhere else but first base, he'd probably be a lot higher on my list, yeah, but agreed. unfortunately he can't.
0: Yeah. He's tried it in the corner outfield spot and I just, yeah, no, he's a, he's a first base, uh, first base DH type. Um, but yeah, I think if he has another good year, he, he could be competing for a spot on this roster in 2024 uh, either in spring or, or sometime during the summer. Um, Cause it's a special bat. And if he shows that that can play at double a and, and even higher, I mean, you you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta pay attention to that. So, yeah, um, going to be a really interesting year for him as well. There, I think that's kind of the running theme with a lot of these guys that we talked about today that fit in that thirty to twenty one category. You know, we talked yeah. about earlier on in this podcast about weighing potential versus likelihood. I think there's a lot of both, I guess, but there there's quite a bit of likelihood here in terms of just these guys keep on hitting and hitting and hitting at every level that they play at. And it's just, it's too tough to ignore, but there's obviously very glaring flaws with these guys as well. Like a Robert Perez jr. Who's you know a little bit on the older side, not like a Spencer Packard, but he's also, you know, he, he can only play first base and DH, right? You know, like a like a Spencer Packard who's not very good defensively, is twenty five years old and has only played at you know at IA, right? You know, so there's obviously those glaring follows, but the, the production is just it's really something. So, yeah, right. uh, a lot of these guys have big big years coming up, and and that's kind of what all you know ties them together. So, yeah. Um, real quick before we hop off, any guys that did not make your list that you want to just quickly mention.
1: Chris Clark again, like you mentioned, is is a pretty interesting guy. Um, he didn't he didn't make my list. But, uh, Jeter, uh, Jeter, Martinez, Martinez, Martinez yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And Dylan Wilson were both obviously pretty interesting guys, but neither one of them made my list. Uh, but yeah, you know, to me, you know, twenty through thirty was, or twenty one through thirty was kind of meh. A lot of yeah, uh, eh, just put this guy there. Uh, and the next two rounds are, are where like the really cool decisions are made because I would say one through 20, the Mariners or one through 22, 23, the Mariners system actually has a lot of really fun players in it. So, yeah, um, Agreed. and then, yeah, I, I would throw Josh hood in there as well as just kind of a potential utility guy. Who's got some bat speed and some power and, and might be Dylan more. So those are just a few guys.
0: Yeah, Kendall Meza, uh, another guy that they just recently signed a couple weeks ago in the international signing period. He's 16 years old, but he's 6'1", 155 pounds. Uh, There's a lot to build on there, and he's already flirting with mid-90s on his -hmm. fastball. That's a really interesting profile to me. Ricardo Kova is another guy. He he repeated uh, the DSL this past year, uh, but he can play all over the field, and he crushed it offensively. he's only 18 years old. Uh, he might be someone that ends up making his way stateside this year. So someone to keep an eye on there. Um, yeah, but overall, you and I were more or less in line for the most part. Uh, we we pretty much are really in line with one another throughout this list. I don't think there's a huge disparity uh, between placements on, on certain guys maybe once we get into the top 10 but like i said there's going to be a lot of fun debates there uh to have with the top 10 i think we have like 3 or 4 ties where it's mostly just like i put this guy at 3 you put this guy at 4 you know Right. and so that's kind of how we ended up there but uh but yeah uh i think this is a pretty good list and i think right now the just the current state of the of the Mariners farm system means there aren't many surprises right? Because there aren't a lot of guys that are truly standing out. Uh, and even for the guys that are kind of just, you know, they all kind of fit in like a little, you know, bargain barrel, essentially like the Hogan Windishes of the world and the Victor Labrada of the world. They all kind of just fit somewhere nicely in that, you know, 20 to 30 range. So yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's going to do it for our show Uh, again. We're going to be back tomorrow. Uh, for prospects 20 through 11 in the Mariners farm system. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm Ty Dan Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dan Gonzalez, S-D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z and Colby at CPAT11 that's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode and thank you again for making us your first listen. Now speaking of prospects, make your second listen Locked On MLB Prospects. Host lindsey crosby is a prospect encyclopedia and he's going deep on the mlb stars of tomorrow it's free and available wherever you get your podcasts just like us and with that have yourself a beautiful baseball day and we'll see you tomorrow peace